microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. What's up, guys? We're back with yet another episode of Super Coin Brothers. And this time, it might seem a little backwards uh, because we already had him on an episode, but we're going to introduce you to Thomas. Thomas Wall, that is. Uh, yeah, he's here with us right now. What's up, Thomas? Oh, how's it going? Glad to be here. Uh, happy to get my introduction in, but uh, I do like showing up on Coin Bros, Super Coin Bros, uh, before the introduction. I like to do things un, uncontro- or very controversially. Yeah, backwards. We're going to do everything backwards, apparently, today. It's opposite day. That's true. That's true. So, here's the deal, man. So, we introduced uh, Jonathan, who's been here for a very long time. We introduced Fernando, who's been here for a very short time, compared to Jonathan's very long time. And then you fall right in the middle. I've been here just the right amount of time. Something like that. <laughs> We're going to go with that. You're like a well-baked cake. Yes, exactly. But not overdone. <laughs> well, maybe a little done. All right, there we go. <laughs> So here's the deal, man. I, got, I just have some quick questions for you. You know, interesting stuff to, to hopefully let some of the listeners get to know you, your preferences, things you like to do, uh, you know, within reason. we got to keep some of them off the podcast. But uh, It's a PG-13 podcast, right? That it is. Okay. Somewhere okay. around there. <laughs> so here's the deal, man. So I, I do have a couple of the sim- similar questions for you, uh, one of which being, since you have been here a little while, you've had the opportunity to look at a lot of coins, look at different types. If you had to pick one right now, that you would say is your favorite, what would it be? Oh, that is a tough one, but I, I actually do have a favorite, and uh, it is the Standing Liberty Quarter. Really? Yeah. I Now, it's because it's got a particular Hold on. story. Type 1 or Type 2? Well, actually, I like Type 1. There we uh, go. We'll <laughs> leave that for you guys to research. Yeah, it is worth researching and does apply in today's modern age with certain uh, liberation proactive movements going on. <laughs> Good. All right. So, other than that, and, and its affiliation with that, what? Uh, why is that your favorite coin? I'm just kind of curious. Well, no, it's just I got a chance to go through some of our old coins because, as you know, being in a coin store here, how long has Sahara Coins been in Las Vegas? About 40 years. 40 years. First of all, I'm just so lucky to be part of a team of a business that's been here 40 years, earned a great reputation, has been an honest place. I, I came here for the reputation as well as all the customers who come here. But I also got a chance to go through some of our old old, old boxes of quarters in the back when we were, uh, from when we moved, what was that, like 12, 13 that would years have been ago? A, uh, about 11 and a half years now. Yeah, yeah, crazy amount of time gone by, but found a little nugget back there, and it was in the Standing Liberty quarter box, and now I had thought I was looking at a pile of quarters that had been cleaned, because some of them did not look so great, right, which is why they were in the back. But I brought one to you, and I was like, hey boss, tell me how, how clean does this coin, and you take the, you gave it the double look that I gave it, which was like, wait a second, that's a nice coin. That's a real nice coin. That isn't cleaned at all, actually. And so what I had found was, uh, unbeknownst to me, an MS-66 just waiting to get graded and sold for $400. And I got to tell you, there was a little bit of a thrill in that. (laughs) And so for that reason and that reason alone, it's become my favorite coin. I think I like the way it looks, plus that whole Art Deco look. And then, of course, that Type 1. I do like a coin that is controversial. (laughs) And that's true. For those of you... Uh, that aren't sure what we're referring to with that, definitely go uh, search out, I would say Google, but some of you still like Bing. Uh, I would say search out your uh, your Type 1 Standing Liberty Quarter and why it was changed and why there was a Type 2. Um, and it's, it's, it is actually a very interesting story, and it just goes to show you the difference in the public versus you know, back then to now. Way to throw the Bing shade in there. Like, and, and now everybody knows you came from the IT field. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, 
Anyways, we're yeah. going to jump right off the Bing train. There we go. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so now that we know what you like to look at, anyways, uh, what, what, so what is a coin you don't like looking at? Like, not necessarily don't like looking at, but what is your, so far, what is your least favorite coin? I got to say it's the Roosevelt Dime. The wow, Roosevelt okay. Dime, to me, I, I have not seen one that is just like, jump out, awestruck, this one looks so much greater than the rest. But on top of that, there's virtually no key dates, and uh, it's just, it's it's everywhere. It's, it's now, is it based on just what the coin looks like, or the overall, you know, history of the coin, or... Because I'll tell you what, a, a super cool, like, toned Roosevelt dime, because of the surfaces, looks awesome. Now, because of the toning, right. and a toned coin fits in a whole different category in my brain, but right. if you were just going to ask me which coin would you like to start collecting tomorrow, mm-hmm. Roosevelt dime would be on the bottom of my list. Unless really? unless it was a toner, in okay. which case right. I would be in a tone collection. But that works. Just just because I think uh, I, maybe it's coin overload. Maybe it's because I still see Roosevelt dimes to this day being minted, knocked out, and they're just uh, so many of them that I right. don't enjoy. But you flip it up, you, you see something different. You see a mercury dime, or you see a barber dime, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, I haven't seen one of those in a while." And I like that the they're they're scarce, a little bit different. I feel like the mercury dime is the standout of those. I it feel is. like the barber dime. I don't like the barber dime, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, "Ooh, look at the mercury dime!" Because the barber dime fades, and man, I got to wear you, terribly. Yeah. If you were trying to get to know me a year and a half ago, before I started this job, this was not the conversation I thought I'd be having today. No, no, no. <laughs> We'd be probably talking about like pasta and. Bar- cutters so and just maybe Voltron like and a little Voltron. bit yeah there definitely yeah. but this is it's fascinating to me we've got this history in these coins you can see the design history in the coins just just from a design perspective you look at how the barber dime was made the lack of a rim on that coin the way the face fades and you can tell that they get worn down real quick the mercury dime higher rim protects all the cool stuff on there plus it's got wings on the helmet which is just that's awesome. really why it's cool let's it be is. honest and then uh, on the back of it's an axe i don't know if anybody noticed that uh, which is again really cool that you have a, a cool little axe hidden in your everyday change or at least used to be and then you switched up to the Roosevelt dime which is like you know well designed but uh, pretty straightforward pretty pretty boring low key that is the case now let's let's switch gears real quick let's talk about what you would tell a first time coin collector what would you want to tell them what would your one and when I say tell them I mean you have one thing you get one thing to tell them any any advice? One. I I think I would like to point out through the I, I would use a tool. I would use a conversation piece, the twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, any of the red books that you have, because they have a lot of good information. They've got pictures of front and backs, all the different coins. And if you were a first time coin collector, somebody who maybe never even thought there was a coin out there that they would like to collect, I would say thumb through that puppy. You are gonna find something that catches your eye and you're gonna say, Oh, that's cool. And you're you're going to be thinking to yourself, if you're not a coin guy or gal, you're going to be thinking to yourself, why did I just say that that coin looks cool? But then you look more, you'll find more reasons to like a coin. And that's the one. That's the one you keep going after. It doesn't matter if it's super valuable or not super valuable. Let your eye be the judge. And then we can talk. We can talk about all of it. I can teach you all about it. But unless you are interested because you like the look of the coin... I'm just selling you stuff. I want to yeah. help you learn something. I want to educate as well as inform, and then we can have ourselves a good conversation about collectibles. Well, and that's one of the things I know, like, when I when, when we do, like, our kids' programs, uh, my biggest thing is handing them a red book, walking away, well, 
don't just hand it and walk away. Then you seem kind of like a creep. That would but be free book. Basically, I hand them the, the the red book and tell them look through this red book, pick the coin you like to look at, and then I'll come back and you let me know what it is, and we'll go into it from there. Because when it comes to collecting, I mean, you don't. You're not going to keep collecting what you don't like or what you don't like to look at. Because let's be real. You're going to buy these coins. They're probably going to go get put in a safe. And a lot of people don't ever look at them. But me personally, I like to look at the coins that I have. I like to, to, to you know, handle them. And here's the, th- here's the deal. If you don't like what you're collecting, you're not going to continue to do it. I mean, that's with anything. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to keep doing it, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it, there's no motivation. I also... If there was two things that I would talk about with the collector, <laughs> here he goes. Uh, Give him and, an inch, right? Uh, but the thing I would talk about is your collection is going to have not only a maybe a numismatic value. Maybe you're collecting the coins that are nice, or at least a silver value. Maybe you're collecting the coins made out of the right metals. But uh, this is a collection. This is an investment. This is something you're putting some money into. And like we can't all see into the future. There might be some hard times in the future. And then you have to ask yourself, what are you going to sell first? And that's the worst question, is for a collector to have to pick from their cherry-picked collection of Mm -hmm. beautiful coins, which one do you think is the most uh, disposable, expendable coin? So for that person, for anyone getting into the collection stuff, I would also say the bullion silver is Mm -hmm. not a bad place to go. If you can't find the coin for your collection that week, take a step back. Spend 16, 20 bucks on an ounce of silver or maybe more, and then you just start piling up a few ounces here or there. Because if something happens and the AC goes out in your car, or you know, you gotta buy a new metal detector because that's your your thing, whatever it is, uh, you want to be able to sell that generic junk silver first so you don't ever have to cut into that precious, precious collection. Yeah, and I mean, that comes to uh, one of the things we've talked about before was, was basically. Uh, building your portfolio in such a way that you have your extremely liquid, easy to dump stuff, and then you have your your super rare stuff. Which don't get me wrong, that's easy to get rid of, but it's it's really comes down to that: do you want to get rid of it? You know what I mean? It's like I have three kids. There's one that I would easily never mind. Oh uh, man! So you shouldn't have them prioritized in family. Yeah, no, exactly. No. But <laughs> so it's similar to that though, where you know you, you want to make sure that you have everything put in order in such a way, like you mentioned that. You know, if something something goes awry, you need you need some money. I mean, you can go get rid of it and, and get rid of it easily. And that is actually one of the things I tell people when they are buying silver. Don't get me wrong. 100-ounce bars are awesome. Who doesn't want a bar that looks like a doorstop? No, that's yeah. great. The problem is if that's all you own and you need $85, you're going to have to go sell your $1,100 bar of silver or whatever it is, $1,500 bar of silver today. And what are you stuck with? You have your $80 or $100 you need and you've got all this, this cash that you're going to try to put back into silver, and it's just not going to convert well for you. So that's definitely diversify. I wonder, I wonder, do people still feel bad when you break a $100 bill? Like, I know when I got a nice yes. crisp 100 in my wallet, mm-hmm. I do not want to break that. I'm not going to McDonald's. I'm not getting a cup of coffee with it. I'm going to wait until I absolutely have to break Absolutely. It. And I feel like I treat silver the same way. If I get a 100-ounce bar, that's my $100 bill. I do not want to sell that now. Unless it's the only bill you have, in right. which case, guess what? Your 79-cent cup of coffee at McDonald's is definitely going to cost you your uh, $100 bill. Right. So when I buy my silver, and I do pick up silver uh, just whenever I can, I like to get a few one ounces. Might pick up a five after a while, and then after I pick up a few more of the one and fives, I might get a ten. And eventually, I'll get the hundred. But that hundred, that's my that's my squirreled away hundred ounce bar. I'm not getting rid of that. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. That's that's. 
that's that's the way to go is just make sure you've got a, a good mix of things now aside from the collecting and aside from the coins and the you know the normal stuff we're here to introduce old thomas oh yeah you know what uh What's something, if you could tell everybody just a little tidbit of knowledge about you or something you like or anything, just a nugget so they could get to know you a little better. Obviously, we know, like, Fernando loves VTEX. Uh, we know Jonathan is an, a new newfound father. Uh, what is what, what do you got going on? Well, let's see. Uh, I know... I know Italian cooking solves most problems. There's very few problems in this world a good Italian home-cooked meal could not fix, specifically Except pasta with pesto. Unless, of course, you're gluten and lactose intolerant like myself, in which case it's a hurt-love relationship, yes. love-hate relationship. Uh, and then the only other thing I have, the other nugget or pearl of wisdom I have, is there's no better apology than added on to the end of that apology, however you want to say it, is, and I'll do the dishes. That's it. It usually works. Usually. I've Unless got four there's no dishes. Sisters. I've tried it with an empty sink and it didn't oh, work. No, no, no. It's like a shock factor. They don't expect, nobody expects to hear that and I'll do the dishes. So you part. do a so shock and awe apology oh, yeah, whenever you're in trouble? shock and apology. Because if you distract them out of whatever it is, they may even forget why they're mad at you. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> think, so. I don't I think it works that way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and honestly, uh, we're glad to have you on the podcast now. Uh, like I said, it, we did yours a little backwards. We brought you in on one, and then we're doing your intro. But uh, for the most part, I mean, we've talked. There's a lot of cool stuff that we want to do with this podcast, um, as well as our YouTube and all, and all of our, our outlets for media. Um, and, and, you know, people people have a lot of interest in this industry, but it's hard to get good information. Um, you know, and, and honestly, we see a lot of folks who come in, and they'll look online and they, they jump in and, and what do they do? They say, hey, I saw this coin sells for $8 million. It's worth $8 million. And it's just it's just bad information. So our goal here is to push good information. And and it might even just be overloading information. You go to PCGS.com and you check out their CoinFAX page. It's Encyclopedia Britannica. It's all of the information. Right. And not everybody knows how to surf that info. So it's really good to come to a place like us because, again, information and education is one of the priorities here because an informed uh, customer is, is a repeat customer. Like right. You're going to want to know what it is so you know these prices are fair, so that you know what you're collecting, and then you're going to have a nice place that you can trust, which is hard to find. Yeah, and honestly, for that information, you can get a ton of it already that we have posted. Uh, you can get it on our YouTube channel, our username there, Sahara Coins. You can view our coins that we have available for you on eBay at Sahara Coins or at saharacoins.com. You can make sure you stay up to date with this podcast. First and foremost, this is going to be a big tool for us. And uh, you can do that on Spotify, iTunes, or go directly to supercoinbros.com. Uh, and you can email us if you have any requests at service at saharacoins.net. And we also have our Facebook pages, multiple. You have our uh, our store one and the Super Coin Bros page. Can I just say that social media has blown up so much that that little tagline you had is... You need that. Uh, you need that matchbox guy, the speed talker guy at the end of the fast cars commercials. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The guy know, at the movies. Don't forget to check out the Facebook.com and the Facebook.com and Instagram and everything else. Like how you went fast. full auctioneer, like you were selling a cow, though. Yeah, that was good. Well, you know, I mean, sell the whole cow. You know, sell what the I mean? whole cow. That's what I'm saying. If it's don't, for don't sale, part. sell it. That's true. But what I meant to say is the uh, the Facebook. Drop some comments on there. Go to that yeah. uh, Supercoin Bros Facebook page. Check it out. Leave some comments. Leave some questions. Engage. Ask some. Get us started on a conversation. Maybe even get us started on a tangent. Heck, I that happens quite often. Oh yeah, we're pretty ADD here, and we're happy with it. 
Yep. All right, guys. Well, we will see you at the next episode. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. That's a radio on, joke. On the next episode. <laughs> and uh, we hope to hear from you guys with all your feedback and comments. And uh, you'll hear us next time. Outstanding.